Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Another exciting edition of the Thought Police. We're getting near Christmas. It's me, Mike Graham. It's him, Kevin O'Sullivan, fresh from our big live show that we did uh, at the end of last week, which was pretty successful, Kevin, I think. Yeah, amazing. Um, this is, of course, the Thought Police brought to you by Sensible Choices, sensible way to get a mortgage. We'll tell you more about that later on. Um, should we kick things off with Friday? Because Friday was a great show, wasn't it? Do you know what made me laugh? I was talking about it last night. It was with uh, Greg Swenson, the, mm. you know, the American guy who came along. Yeah, yeah. And he was laughing because uh, we started off by saying, now look, those of you who are Thought Police fans who've seen our live shows before, right. you, we've got to point out that this yeah. is for the company, this is for Talk TV. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, usually we swear quite a lot, so we won't be swearing today. <laughs> you go, fuck that. <laughs> I mean, the, the one thing we did do is we stayed away from the C word. Yeah. Um, and also, actually, I think, you know, Pooch always says to us he likes the show better when it's not as swearing. And there was a sort of mix of people. Yeah, was, Some people yeah. said, actually, we really liked it. Other people were like, oh, we wanted to hear Kevin say the, the C word more. But, you know, actually, I quite liked the way we did it. It was quite sweary, but not ridiculously sweary. It's quite good to have those kind of constraints. It makes you, you know, like, like when we're doing the talk, Thought Police, much yeah. as I love it. Right. You know, just, just any time you can't think of what to say, you just go, fucking cunt, 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 cunt. wankers. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so it does... It can uh, sort of reduce well, I the I love, level. I love that venue. We were in this place in Waterloo. Yeah. Um, and it was sort of under the arches and it's all this graffiti everywhere. I really liked the way that it sort of, it was a vibe. It was really good. Yeah. Great place to see a band. Uh, and, and the um, office party, of course, was there the night before, which I didn't go to. Um, and I don't think you did either. No. Um, which by all accounts was also quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we made, made a discovery. Yeah, and it was great that everybody turned up. I mm. mean, I because it was a train strike day. We there was a few lucky. people who didn't make it, but not many. I mean, look at those people who flew from Cornwall. And yeah, like Terry. That. Terry, yeah. the guy from Cornwall who flew up, was amazing. So uh, With his wife. Yeah, terrific. So packed out, great atmosphere, really good show. Yeah. So thanks to everyone for coming. Yeah, we'll get back into the train strike in a minute. But we have to talk about first, do we not? The front page of some of the papers this morning, the night after the World Cup final, fucking Gary Neville. I mean, what is wrong with it? What what are ITV going to do about it? I mean, they've got to censure this guy. They've got to issue a statement saying that was outrageous. I mean, I'm not saying that he can't have his political opinions. It's really fucking annoying when people say bus drivers are only allowed to talk about bus driving. That's bollocks. However... But there are places to do it. However, if you're a football pundit hired to talk about the World Cup, that's what Gary Neville does. He's on fucking telly, mainstream telly. It is not the place uh, for a political rant, a party political fucking broadcast uh, in in support of the fucking Labour Party. I'm like you. Listen, if if Gary Neville wants to do a fucking, um, you know, commercial series... 
uh, for ITV on any number of things, let him do it. If he wants to do a show about fucking how to put a roof on, that's fine. If he wants to do a show about, you know, how Qatar is not as bad as Britain, because Britain is much worse, let him do a proper documentary. But not while you're fucking giving your view on a football match, which is what he was ostensibly doing. Mm-hmm. It was fucking ridiculous. And I blame ITV as well for even asking him the question, because the question was put, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, has this kind of gone some way to you know, disguise the terrible things that happened in Qatar, that shouldn't be a question in a World Cup football match. uh, Particularly to someone like him, who of course is a world-class hypocrite, uh, having taken a six-figure fee from being the state sports TV channel in Qatar. So he's happy to take their blood money, uh, but then criticise them. And what he actually said was fucking outrageous mm. as well, comparing yeah. the plight of nurses and ambulance drivers with the 6,500 migrant workers yeah. who died right. building the World Cup stadiums. I mean, what he said was an outrage, but the main outrage is, you know, that's not what he should be right. saying on a football mm. show, yeah. cunt. I mean, imagine going, yeah, well, the thing about Qatar is they've killed all these people, right? And in Britain, it's the same because, you know... Uh, they're denying workers' rights. What fucking workers' rights have been denied here? Yeah. Sorry. I don't yeah. think you're fucking barking up the right tree, Mr. Sokol. But this is the trouble with people who think they're clever in a small-brained world. You know, it's literally like the one-eyed man yeah. in the fucking land of the blind. Because most footballers don't really think about anything other than football and pussy. You know, suddenly <laughs> Gary Neville comes across as some kind of fucking, you know, uh, Rousseau-like philosopher figure. But he fucking isn't. No. He's uh, a fucking I mean, there's also a, there's a great piece of video which he put out as part of his podcast series, apparently, shortly before the World Cup started. It was him out in Qatar, driving through the desert, saying how magnificent the stadiums were and how amazing they were. Yeah. A breathtaking, I think he said. And then he interviews that bloke, you know, the guy who yeah, called Gary Lineker racist? The World Cup guy, him, yeah. The World Cup guy from Qatar. And he says to him, you know, what about all the migrant workers that have died? He said, it is a lie. It is wrong. Oh. And he goes, well, they said 6,500. It is in three. And he goes, no, it is only three. Three. And, uh, There's a bit of a disparity then, yeah. between but, but, what but, the rest but, of the Gaza, world is saying. You know, Gaza, the brand new fucking Woodward and Bernstein of fucking ITV, doesn't say, can you actually give us some proper figures and stop fucking lying? What he says was, oh, okay. He said, well, what is the actual true figure of people who died in the building of the stadium then? Uh, and the guy went, says three work-related and a further ten non-work-related, yeah. which I can only assume is people who died of sunstroke yeah. or something, right? Yeah, so, so, so the rest of the world has uh, concluded that 6,500 migrant workers died building the stadium. Yeah. Qatar, there's a bit of a disparity. Yeah. They say they three. Say three. But That's a load you, of bollocks. The way that they explain it, right, is that all of these 6,500 migrant workers have died over a course of ten years and this is what they've been collating. Oh, that's These right. Are the, yeah, not in the stadium building, though. Some of them might have been run over. Some of them might have had heart attacks. Some of them might have been, you know, beheaded. Okay. Nobody really knows. Because the point is, they're the lying. Point is, of course they're fucking lying. And so is Gary Neville. You know, he's speaking the truth when it suits him. Yeah, and don't forget, he actually, presumably, to somehow uh, sate his own guilt, he made a documentary about yeah. Qatar, questioning right. its human rights record. Uh, without, reveal, much. without revealing that he's taking six, uh, you know, a hundred, yeah. uh, well, six figure. Yeah, but here's his way of questioning it, right? So, how many migrant workers have died? Three. Oh, thanks very much indeed. See you later. Ooh. That's his way of questioning Fuck, it. I thought it was more. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean... No, it's only three. Okay, it. fair yeah, enough. Because right, he's not life. a fucking journalist, is well, he? Well, of course you know? he's not. But he's not anything. He's not even a decent fucking pundit. One of the things he said 
during the fucking World Cup, right, in the game that Argentina were playing against Saudi Arabia. Remember, they lost the opening game. Mm-hmm. And he said, the thing about Lionel Messi is nobody's frightened of him anymore. You know, people just take the ball off him. Come he on. Move. He got that fucking wrong as well. So actually, on two counts, he should never be used again. But one, his punditry is fucking awful. Two, he talks absolute shite about his own country. I mean, I don't think he's the worst pundit in the world. Uh, it's just he should know his limitations. A man, as Clint Eastwood said, a man's got to know his limitations. Yeah. And him getting into politics, forget it, mate. You're just a fucking knuckle-headed footballer. Yeah. Shut up. Talk about the offside He's role. got this kind of Mancunian thing going on, you know, like him and Andy oh, Burnham. Oh, the workers. Him and Andy Burnham, you know, will never betray the workers, both on fucking very, very good money, both living very high on the fucking hog, and both probably looking very nice in a polo neck. Definitely, you know, he's a classic champagne socialist, yeah. same as Gary Lineker. You know, these are people. I don't decry them their success. Well done, Gary. Well, but the, the two Garys, yeah. they both had very successful lives, were both great footballers. Uh, and they're both pretty good on the fucking telly. I don't decry them yeah. that good. Good fucking luck to them, but know your limitations. Mm-hmm. And because they've been successful, they've been earning footballers' money mm-hmm. all their lives, they have no idea no. what it's like to be a working no, class person. You know? Lineker, of course, now paints himself as some kind of you know Renaissance man. Because not only does he care about refugees and does he not care about fucking asylum seekers and cares about, you know, all sorts of left-wing causes like fucking climate change and fucking, you know, making sure that people can earn a living wage yeah. and all that shit. But then after the, uh, the Argentinian win, he was trying to be all kind of, you know, continental. And he was, they kept playing the fucking um, Argentinian commentary, which to be fair was quite entertaining. But then he's kind of trying to say things with a Spanish accent and speaking in Spanish. I mean, he clearly sees himself as some kind of godlike figure yeah. who is absolutely head and shoulders above every other fucker because he's untouchable. He can't be untouchable, can he? Yeah, no, Lineker can speak Spanish because when he played for Barcelona, unlike most footballers, mm. he did bother to learn the language. Yeah. Um, but uh, and he loves it when he interviews uh, Spanish footballers yeah. and starts going yeah oh yeah well done Gary you're yeah. very clever mm. now fuck off and yeah. do one so you uh, can talk shit in two languages brilliant uh, yeah. so what yeah but as I say Gary Neville and Gary Lineker the yeah. two Garys are the kind of people who can afford to be socialists. Yes. Uh, real people can't afford to be <laughs> socialists. Yeah, and uh, talking of uh, socialism, Qatar, I don't think, has been influenced in any way, shape or form by the German protest with the hand over the mouth. I don't think they've been affected by Harry Kane's non-event of his gold fucking Rolex with the rainbow £500,000 fucking face on it. And neither have they been affected by the wonderful, you know, chin-stroking Gary Southgate. I'm going to call him Gary as well, just to piss yeah, him off. Yeah, the right? three Garys. The three Garys, right? Shove it up your Gary, as they would say. Yeah. And the point is, he's fucking won, what's he won? Fair Play Award. Oh, super. Oh, brilliant. Fair That's play. fucking typical. Because we only got one yellow card. Isn't it amazing? Just two things about two things I want to say about the World Cup you know first of all it actually does prove that uh, sports washing works yeah so we all started off at the beginning and so does cheating yeah but we all started off at the beginning of the yeah. tournament going oh human rights gay people blah, blah, blah. all very valid criticisms which uh, I stick by right now you know I don't like Qatar as a country I don't like uh, it's a uh, repressive nature the tyranny of it and all that however I quite like that. however no, I'm just joking <laughs> however <laughs> <laughs> I like a bit of tyranny. Yeah. Fucking keeps the fucking yeah. peasants in their place, you fucking yeah. wankers. Uh, anyway, um, 
as the tournament progressed, as predicted, yeah. everybody has got into the football. Yeah. And so by the last night, was actually very by, good. The, by the final, it was an absolute triumph. But the, one, the other thing I want to say is, what the fuck was going on when they won the fucking game, when yeah. Argentina brilliantly won the game with yeah. the penalties, and they get up onto the podium? What the fuck were those Arabs doing, putting that fucking weird yeah. black well, neck we were talking, cloak we were in the on. office? And somebody said, last time I saw something like that, a woman was wearing it. And it, I don't want to tell you where it was, because it was literally like it was a fucking brothel or something. Well, it looked, like a, it looked like a sort of sex... Piece uh, of nightwear. But apparently it's... Kind of Anne Summers. Apparently it's a sort of royal kind of garment yes. that they wear yeah, in Yeah, it's got Qatar. a name. So what they right. did, what they did was that, that they, had, they culturally appropriated... Yes. Uh, messy mm. and made him one of theirs. Yeah. He should have taken the thing Well, you know, I was talking to one of our guys today, and do you know what he said? He said this was not about, you know, some kind of traditional piece of clothing which is meant to depict you as a warrior, right? That's what they were selling. It was basically all about the Qataris going, we fucking own this guy. We own Because we own yeah. fucking PSG, we own Paris Saint-Germain, we own Lionel Messi, and we fucking own Mbappe as well. And they're both going to be with us mm-hmm. wearing this for a very long time. And I think that was interesting. Because you can't blame them. That's why they do this shit. It's like when you see the Formula One in Bahrain, right? All the shakes are up there at the end. They're opening up bottles of champagne. But it's not champagne. It's alcohol-free champagne. Yeah. And they're making the point that we will fucking do this any way we like. Yeah, well, we don't got, have to do they, what you fucking want. Because we've got all the money. Yeah, they've got the money. I don't forget they own half of fucking London as yeah. well. They own the Shard. Yeah, they own Harrods now. Okay. I, I actually don't have a fucking problem with that. I mean, if you've got money, spend it. Spend it in London, whatever. Yeah. Rich people will happen to own things. Yeah. It happens. Right. Uh, but I just thought that that... The put of the cloak on Messi was fucking weird. It was. Uh, Mind you, not as weird as Emmanuel Macron trying to put his arm around fucking Mbappe. Did you see that? And Mbappe fucking didn't hell. want to know, he literally did he? was walking away from 100 miles an hour. Like, get the fuck off me. And you know what? He's, that's representative of what everybody thinks about Macron yeah. in France. Yeah. Everybody fucking... And he obviously is. went there thinking, oh, we're going to win this and I can jump all over the yeah. fucking bandwagon. But unfortunately for him... Didn't work out. Well, like my, my view on both sides, as the game progressed, you know, I always had a kind of, like most football fans, I had a sort of slight desire that Messi... Yes, yeah, so I did. Uh, so I, I, did. I didn't really care. I actually had money on France, but I didn't care. Cause I, wanted, I, I didn't, I, I yeah, I didn't really care either way, no. but, but if Messi could get that World Cup medal that was so elusive for him, then I would have thought, yeah, great, great, you know, so good luck. Because that's the last But I didn't fucking care. Anyway, but 10 minutes from the end, the the camera cuts to the stand and it's that little cunt Macron with his game face. (laughs) I'm going, ah, come on, follow the frosty. And and at that point I thought, go Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a bit of a difficult one for those of us who worry about previous military uh, conflicts because, Mm. of course, and I said this the other day to Richard Tice, I said, uh, said, I I suppose... uh, Okay, with France or Argentina, I don't know. I said, well, here's the thing. Yeah, don't forget who sold the fucking exosets to Argentina during the Fourth War. Well. That would be the French. Yeah. So actually, they're both our fucking enemy. We've also been in several wars against France. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, going back several yeah, centuries. Going back several centuries. So I said, to be honest, I think it's yeah. all about the. Uh, can I just point point. out all those several wars we've been in against France? We won them all. Uh, and then in the Second World War, of course, uh, that well, after they surrendered, she's eating surrender monkeys. We had to bail the fuckers out. Uh, yeah, that's our relationship with France. That's why the French don't like us because mm. we're just like better than them. Well, they'd never really like to admit it, would they? They've never. I've never met a Frenchman who's oh. ever come up to me and said, 
and I'm not sure why they should, but no, no Frenchman's ever gone to me and said thank you for saving our own. No, 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 no. It's not that way. But, way, is but it? I, when I just said they're better than us, we're better than them. We're not better than no. them at football. <laughs> well, we're not better than many people at football. You know, the great thing about why, England, why is fucking horseface Southgate carrying on as the manager? Well, because the F- fucking FA loves him, right? He does exactly what they want. He doesn't cause them any trouble. He never says anything. Does bad. all the woke shit. He never says the wrong thing. He's never going to be caught out by the press because he's so fucking laborious and boring that he doesn't have an opinion that everybody disagrees with. He can only have an opinion that everybody goes, oh, isn't it great? Isn't he amazing? Isn't he a great role model? Well, no, he's a shit role model. He doesn't fucking win anything. He's a he loser. Has won anything. He's a loser. He's happy to lose. But he was a loser when he was a player. He was a loser as a manager. He's now a loser as a national coach. Fuck him. I mean, the way, the way that we as a nation, when, when England got knocked out against France in the semi-finals, just, quarter-finals rather, mm. just shrugged our shoulders yeah. and went, oh, jolly well done. Yes. Yeah. Well done. But this is because the Fuck fucking, that. No, because all the, I'm the fucking football, sick of it. Because yeah, all the football journos now are in the pocket of the fucking FA. You know, they basically just write what the FA wants. They don't ask any questions the FA doesn't like. I mean, I noticed it when I was talking to some of them back in Brazil. You know, back in the day when uh, Roy Hodgson was in charge, they got knocked out of the World Cup in Brazil. I think before, they didn't even make the fucking, um, the, the last 16, did they? They got knocked out. They didn't make it through the, the league stage, right? The group stage. And I remember having a round with one of the guys from Talk Sports. So you've gone fucking native. What are you defending? They have, they've gone all the way to Brazil and they haven't got out of the group. That is not anything to be fucking proud of. But they all go into this, well, you know, the boys tried their best and they did really well and it was fine. It wasn't fucking fine, it was shit. Well, it's one of the things that Gareth Southgate, according to the FA, has done very well, and that is to sort of tame the media. I mean, in... Well, that's fine, but yeah, that's but in, what we in, want. in Qatar, you know, he organised darts matches between the, the sports I mean, reporters and the team. Nobody cares. So team How gets, does that help the public? You what? know, people forget, if you're a journalist... Your fucking first yeah, duty. Yeah, well, they can. England yeah, but can. your first duty should be to they the fucking readers. The fucking sports journalists. Yeah, but, no, they've but, always been like that. Yeah, but that. not to the fu- you know, to the readers, not to the fucking. Yeah, you but know, they're not like powers that be. They're not like the rest. I of mean, them. I got into journalism because I didn't like authority, not because I wanted to be fucking part of it. I didn't want to do what I was fucking told. I didn't want to be invited to the high tables of all that shit. You know, I'd rather be sitting on the outside pissing in. Frankly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and they, a lot of sports reporters know a lot of good stories that they don't tell anyone. Oh, of course know. they do. But that's, they've always been like yeah. that. You know, they're, they're writing about fucking groin strains and offside mm. and penalties uh, when, you four, know, there's, four, there's some amazing stories yeah. about those players that we well, know. Well, you can get. imagine the stories they know now mm. because of the amount of money that these well, they've guys always, have. They've, the always, they've always known these stories. The but extraordinary they don't fucking wealth that these guys now have is ridiculous. Anyway, let's talk about football. Fuck, fuck that. Fuck it's all over fuck now. Presumably you can be back to going to Fulham and freezing your ass off. I can't, can't wait. Can't wait. When's the first Premier League uh, weekend? I assume it'll be yes. Boxing Day, won't it? Uh, yes, there is a game on Boxing Day, but um, I think, hang on, wait a second. Yeah, I might be able to go to that. There won't be any trains, of course. Because no, there is that. Traditionally, there are never trains on Boxing Day, which I've never understood. You know, I can get, I understand Christmas Day, I get. But this year, Christmas Eve, we're supposed to be going out Christmas Eve, right? For the first time, we thought, wouldn't it be nice to go and have a meal out? Um, and it was going to be in a nearby sort of town, not, not near us, but on a you know, like two-stop right. train. And the idea was we'll have Christmas, proper Christmas dinner in a restaurant. Nice. Just for a change. You know, not crazy money. Take the kids. Um, but, of course, now there's no trains. <laughs> so I have to fucking drive, which is fine. Just means you won't be able to have a drink. So it completely changes the fucking situation. And I'm now hearing... Um, that not only because there are no trains on Christmas Eve will 
will the roads be bad? But also the highways agency apparently is also going on fucking strike. I don't know what they do, but I presume that means that there will be even more cars on the road and nobody to figure out what to fucking do with them. No. Um, so I've got this vision now of myself driving around, sitting in traffic for hours on end, not managing to get dinner at all, and probably killing someone. Yeah, but you'll get to the fucking restaurant, you'll, you'll, you'll fucking wolf it down, get out and get back home for a drink, you well, know? Well, yeah. Well, not only that, but also, if I am if uh, if I am going to be stuck in fucking traffic there and back, I'm not going to be in a very good fucking mood. Well, yeah. Uh, I, on uh, After our show on last Friday... Yeah. Um, I had to go down to see, uh, once a year, I'd go and right. see some of my mates that yeah. I went to school with a long time ago. Um, and we stayed with this mate of mine who lives near Wharton on Thames. Mm. So that is about 15, 20 miles west of, it's a suburb still. but It's, it's not far, is it? It's not Kingston. Right? Yeah, 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 that's right. It's just past there. Uh, anyway, usually to drive there, I mean, I would have got a train on yeah. Friday night, but of course it was a train stop. Yeah, of course. So I had to... Um, Drive there. So after our show, I went back to my house in North London and then drove to Walton on Thames. Usually takes me an hour and a quarter, hour and a half max. Yeah. Uh, to get there, it took me two and a half hours. Yeah. That was getting there. Right. And then I stayed the night there. Right. And then the following uh, day, which was Saturday, I had to drive back. So I drove back about, left about, about midday. Um, got home at, at uh, half past three. Fuck me. It took three and a half fucking hours to do and less. Was there because there was a lot of traffic out The traffic was just, it was gridlock because there's a train strike day. But where are they all going? Uh, well, you know, I suppose it's a shop, big shopping day. Like right. It was a fucking nightmare. And then um, also, all the way along, water mains burst yeah. everywhere. Right. Because it's got cold. Oh, I saw there was a big one in North London, wasn't there, in Camden? Yeah. There's a big one in, like, Belsize Road. Massive one in Richmond. I mean, yeah. to tell you, I got stuck in it both fucking ways. And was that because of the cold? Yeah. Presumably. Because mm. it was a bit cold uh, all over the country. Yeah. All the pipes burst. Well, everything fucking I mean, goes wrong. How can it be that everything goes fucking wrong just because it gets a bit cold? Now it's got a bit warm again, um, and everything's gone wrong again. You know, yeah. and now we're going to have no fucking planes, no trains, uh, difficulties on the roads... People are starting to get a bit fucked off with it. I did a thing today as well about parcels. And I don't know if you've had any fucking problems with this, but getting parcels delivered to the house now is a fucking absolute joke. Yeah, because I know. Because you're now in a position where people are just going, oh yeah, here's a picture of uh, your parcel. There it is on your front doorstep. That's not my front doorstep. Well, it says here it's been delivered. These, the, trouble is, the, like trouble these deli- the trouble with these delivery companies um, is they, they, they don't do enough to ensure that the drivers you have to do their job. The drivers have got far too much leeway to just stick a fucking... Put, take a picture and say, yeah, I delivered yeah, it. Right. Or put a, you know, put a note through your door yeah. saying, we dropped by, but you weren't there, right. even though you were there. But there'll be loads of the people today going, I was sitting inside the house, I got a note saying your package I know. And it happens all the fucking time, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I got one the other week, and I chased the fucking guy down the road. I said, oh. hey... Next time you uh, put a note through the door saying we weren't in, yeah. how about you knock on the door right. and check it, you know? Because yeah. we were fucking... Oh, sorry, oh, sorry mate. Sorry, mate. I didn't think you was in. 
Yes, you did, you Lying fucking cunt. liar. Yeah, they are just liars. It's like plumbers, isn't it? Yeah. Plumbers and, and fucking other So they should have a system whereby the drivers, you know, have to deliver the parcel properly or they get in the shit. Right now, they've got too many ways where... And most, I'm sure most of them are de- decent people who do yeah. the job to the best of their ability, but there are obviously quite a few of them who have got a great system whereby yeah. they don't really have to do their job. No. Well, throw the parcel somewhere in the neighbourhood or the, yeah. you know, somewhere adjacent to the fucking uh, yeah, yeah, place yeah, yeah, it's supposed yeah. to go. Unbelievable. So, um, we've also got to talk, have we not, about what was going on over the course of the fucking uh, nurses' strike. Because this week we've now got paramedics who are going to go on strike. And old Oliver Dowden was on at the weekend saying, um, oh, by the way, um, if you need to get to hospital... It's probably best if you can make your own way there. Well, obviously. And I thought, well... Yeah, fucking ambulance drivers. Yeah, well, great. But, you know, what if you can't make your own fucking way there on account of being half dead? What happens then? Well, yeah, I mean, people... That's the point. The point about nurses strike, ambulance strike, they're going to kill people. Mm. People will die because of these strikes. Um, And um, I was reading yesterday that one of the nursing... uh, No, she was representative of the Ambulance Drivers Mm. Union. uh, And she said... She was quoted in the Sunday Times... uh, because uh, they put it to her, well, you know, when ambulance drivers aren't around, people are going to die. Right. She, this is what she said. Listen to this. Right. She said, we have to do something that makes an impact. No, that's nice. So the so impact, death is okay, the impact she's talking about death. is letting people die. Yes. So it's like, once people start yeah. dying, then the government will realise right. we mean business. It's fucking extraordinary. Also, you know no, one is confront, no one is confronting this. Right. This is not an acceptable equation. Mm. In, you know, lives being yeah. sacrificed on the altar of industrial action. Yeah. People seeking a pay rise, saying, in order to get that pay rise, we're prepared for mm. people to die. Yeah. Fuck off, that's right. ridiculous. Well, not only is it ridiculous, but, you know, their argument that uh, they're justified, justified in doing it is that people are dying now. Well, sorry, if you're running a fucking health service and people are dying, mm. I'm afraid you're not doing it very well if they're dying well, because of your negligence look, look, as opposed to because they're sick. But I was amazed. I watched uh, Question Time um, from the other night, Thursday night over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it Thursday night. I didn't have time. But that woman, Pat Cullen, who runs the Royal yeah. College of Nursing, was on. And without anybody challenging it, she said... Well, of course, the problem is a lot of nurses are so poor they can't afford to eat. Bollocks! They can't afford to eat, so they end up eating scraps off the, ta- off the, off the plates of the patients. First of all, I don't believe it. Second of all, if you've ever seen hospital food, you wouldn't be eating the fucking scraps of it. And thirdly, isn't there some kind of health risk that you're actually eating food that has been put in the mouth of somebody who's got a fucking problem yeah. in hospital? But they have this narrative that people well, are actually fucking and, dying of starvation and so because they work as nurses they're having to eat food at the hospital it's absolute uh, and, and also this is the time of year this happens every fucking year nurses have to go to food banks nurses get £30,000 a year if you're going to a food bank and you're earning £30,000 a year might I suggest you don't go to the fucking food bank so that people who actually need the fucking things who haven't got any money can actually use them and stop going no. there when you're getting 30 fucking also, grand a year there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors going on here because I found this out the weekend and I'm pretty sure it's true that basically the the the, the sort of the narrative that they're going to food banks is one not true yeah, because you have to be referred to food banks if you want to go to an actual registered kind of council food bank. But what's happened is a couple inside a couple of hospitals they've started a sort of collection for food 
And so people have started using it, so they're calling it a food bank, so it makes it sound as though they're actually going to a food bank. But they're fucking not. So, so they're, they're doing a f- collection of food and the nurses are nicking it? Yeah. Great. Yeah, well, no, great. They're, they're doing a collection of food for maybe... For, for nurses? They get maybe 30 for, grand a fucking year! Yeah, maybe for, but if, yeah, exactly. But if you can't fucking live on that, there's something wrong with it. You yeah. must have a fucking cocaine habit. Most nurses get more than the national average and they shouldn't be going to food banks. Mm. And I heard uh, Frank Ferrady on your show... Yeah. This morning, saying this, this is what the left's narrative now. They just sling out these yeah, yeah. statistics right. without any basis. Mm. No, they're not at all uh, um, uh, verified. They just ch- chuck it out there. And so the teaching profession are saying now mm. three quarters of teachers have to take their pupils' clothes home to silly. wash them in their oh, washing machines. Crap. You know what? Do you t- it's just not true. No, of course it isn't. But they come out with this stuff now and nobody challenges it. And everybody goes, oh, isn't that terrible? Isn't that awful? You know, I mean, I spent most of the weekend fighting off these fucking lefties who were saying, well, let's hope you fucking don't need a nurse anytime soon, you fat cunt, because you'll fucking die. And it's like, well, that's nice, you know, the be kind left. You know, fortunately, actually, most nurses don't ask you which way you fucking voted before they actually agree to save your life or treat you. It's only a matter of time. (laughs) But there there are some who will, who will actually go, oh, you know, fucking horrible Tories, we're not fixing them up. I mean, it's unbelievable what this country has fucking become. Talking about these lefties, uh, you defending, have fighting all weekend with them. Uh, This is my fight on Mm. Twitter this weekend was I had the temerity to point out that the person who won Strictly Come Dancing, oh, yes. by the way, I didn't watch, watch a second of Strictly Come Dancing. I used to have to, now I yeah. don't. I actually so happened, I, to, I happened to see it on the... I didn't see them winning it, but I saw the guy, because um, it was... I was in the fish and chip shop, actually, the local fish and chip, picking it up from fish and chip, and it was on in there, and they were all watching it. And I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, here. Well, 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 the winner was a guy called uh, Hamza Yassin. Right. Any, any no, the wiser? No, yes. I saw him. I hadn't seen him before. I probably will never see him again. No fucking idea. So, who he so, is. so, you know, I'm sure he's a lovely guy. I'm sure he's a very worthy winner. Well done. Uh, yeah. But you know, I had the temerity. Congratulations! Put, I had the temerity put on Twitter saying, "Well, I thought it was a sort of contest for ce- celebrities." Yeah. I've never heard of this right. guy. You're a fucking racist. Yeah, you must racist. be a racist. Yeah. Why am I a racist? Why is he fa- what's he famous for? This guy? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Winning strictly. <laughs> Um, so now he's famous. Well, he's some sort of wildlife photo- photographer. Oh, yeah, because I know a lot of them. Who, who um, yeah, no, uh, no, no, presents no. something called Animal Park. Never heard of it. Uh, and uh, he's obviously being lined up as the new David Attenborough, apparently. <clears throat> but I'd never heard I of him. I don't see that happening, really. And apparently, because I... don't I, think he's going to be the new David Attenborough. Well, he fucking will be. The he's he's you, about fifty years too young. Yeah, well, you, well, yeah, but the, when David Attenborough dies, this yeah. will be the new guy. He's being lined up for it, apparently. Um, but uh, because I said I'd never heard of this guy, mm. apparently I'm a racist. Well, you, well, obviously you are because you should have heard of him because he's not white. You know, people come about you. Oh, it's the BAME element, isn't it? What are you talking about? Yeah. So these are the racists. Well, I used to get all this. Rubbish these are the racists. They're obsessed with I race. I used to get all this rubbish from people about the whole, you know, business of, uh, you know, the boat people, and they would say, "Why don't you just admit it, mate, and tell us that you just don't like brown people?" I'm like, "It's fuck all to do with that." People are coming from all sorts of countries. Albanians the world. aren't brown. Uh, one, well, once the Albanian thing happened, of course, though, all of those accusations went away. But you know, I would not describe Afghanis as brown in particular. They, their skin is actually quite pale, in the same way the Iranian skin is actually quite pale. If you put an Iranian, a Syrian, or a, somebody from Lebanon uh, in a room, you wouldn't necessarily go, "Oh, look at all those brown people." That's not the issue. It's only the fucking left 
that keep making it about. Well, it's getting cover. to be. It's getting to. It's getting to a critical level now. Of course, mm. fans flamed very much by that. There's a couple of cunts, Harry and Meghan. Yeah. You know, they, 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 this sort of search for it's ra- all race. They, they, this search for racism where there is no racism. This insistence that Britain is a terribly racist yeah. country, that the royal family are racist, the establishment's racist. We're all racists. Mm. It's, it's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. This is not a racist country. No. But these fucking lefties have got to say this awful, colonial, imperial country mm. is full of people must be. who are prejudiced against those be. of different because races. You know it's why? rubbish. Because we've allowed the people with the loudest voices on this to fucking keep talking. Yeah. And most normal people who are not racist at all and never have had a racist fucking thought in their heads are the ones who are now getting fucking punished mm. Because, you know, you haven't said anything about it. Why have you not said anything think, about it? Think about it. So I say I've never heard of Hamza Yassin. Mm. Oh, yeah, well, it's because he's, he's a person of colour. You're yeah. a racist. It didn't even occur to me. No. But it occurred to the fucking guy yeah. who replied to all the did. people. Yeah. They're the racists. They're obsessed with skin colour and the difference. Right. Never even occurred to me. I just don't know who he is. Yeah. I know. It's, it's, it is nonsensical. It really is. But I was rather hoping to get through a whole fucking episode of Thought Police without mentioning fucking Harry and Meghan. You've ruined it now. <laughs> but let's not talk any more about those fuckers because they've had their fucking time in the sun. And now, of course, they want an apology, which I don't want to talk about. I just don't. Because the only apology I'm going to give them is, I'm sorry, I don't fucking like you. Yeah, That's yeah. it. I've got an apology. But That's it. I'm sorry, Harry and Meghan, but we're not going to say sorry. Go fuck yourselves. Sorry. Couple of cunts. Sorry. Um, so, we probably won't be talking to anybody now until after Christmas, because this time next week uh, is Christmas. It's Christmas, Boxing Christmas Boxing Day. Christmas Day, Boxing Day. I'll be seeing you, I uh, guess. New Year. Uh, in the new year for a big uh, jamboree for that, yeah. which would be great fun. Yeah. Do you want to just give us the uh, details on yeah. sensible... Um, what is it called? Yeah, well, okay, we'd like to mention yeah. uh, Dave Johnson, a yeah. Thought Police fan, but also the boss of Suitable Choices. Do you need a mortgage? Are you moving house? Do you need financial advice? Or don't just get someone out of the paper. Call our bona fide Thought Police approved financial advisor. Suitable Choices is an independent mortgage brokerage which covers the whole of the UK, although the company is based in sunny Kent, just outside of Margate. Uh, his tagline is straight talking, no bullshit advice, a man after our own hearts. The web address is www.suitablechoices.co.uk. Uh, all the best to Dave Johnson. He's well, a great Dave. sponsor. Happy Christmas, mate. Good man. And we will see you guys on the other side. Also, we should say that um, if you're on Patreon, um, uh, uh, you will get some bonus material from the live show that we did the other day. Uh, it's going to get put out mm. as a little uh, little film, a little video. So look out for that. But if you're not on Patreon, you won't see it. So get on Patreon uh, mm. and pay a little bit of money and you'll be able to see Can more I just say, Mike, really Mike, cool stuff. I just want to say, Mike, that I'd like to wish everybody very happy winter holidays. Yes. Uh, seasonal seasonal green. No, don't mention Christmas. That's winter a, shutdown. Don't, don't remember Christmas. Don't mention Christmas. I'm not mentioning that. that. that that's, no, that's offensive. I don't want to mention that. Christmas, 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 yeah. Christmas. <laughs> happy fucking Christmas. I'm going to go and have some Christmas pudding. So fuck off. <laughs> and, um, enjoy yourself. Have a happy new year. And we will see you soon. <laughs> Thank you.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.